Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So hello, hello, everybody. So this is an exciting day for me just in general. This month is exciting. The month of January, it is something that is near and dear to my heart for a bunch of reasons. But I'm finally taking an intentional approach to joy, to the healing journey, and to self-acceptance, which is very difficult for me. And surrounding this topic, I wanted to bring on an individual who I felt their story was one that, number one, has never been on the show and features a topic that I think can be testy for some people, depending on how they feel about like body movement and how they feel about sort of the entire process of, of exercise and being physical and connecting with your body. For a number of reasons, we are all individuals that have had life experiences that sometimes makes our bodies not a topic that we want to broach. I can speak to that personally. But speaking with this individual and connecting with her, I loved our energy and I loved what what we chatted about. And it's about it's around a topic that helped me personally when I was having trouble connecting to my body because of all the sort of dogma and, and sort of trauma that had told me my body wasn't made to do this. So even being interested was taking me through a, so much emotional turmoil. So the topic we're going to be discussing today, I won't talk too much else about it, but like I said, the individual, um, she's deep in it. It's clear that this is something that she's very passionate about. And that's why I wanted to bring her on because when somebody else is excited about something, it helps sort of impart the excitement upon others. So without further ado, I wanted to say hello, Shelby, and thank you so much for being on this morning. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. And we are excited to have you. Absolutely. So please feel free to introduce yourself and sort of jump in to like who you are and, and, and what you have going on. Oh, how long is this podcast? Can, we, yeah. can I just keep going forever? Um, so my little <laughs> elevator pitch of myself is, hi, I am Shelby Schmidt. First and foremost, I am a RRCA certified running coach. I am a mom. I am a little bit of everything, as I think everybody can probably relate. And my biggest passion in life to sum it up in probably one-ish sentence with a couple commas thrown in is I want to encourage people to get moving, however that looks like for them, whether it's running, walking, dancing. I honestly, I don't care how you choose to move, but movement has deeply changed my life, my mental health. And it's something that I do want to continue to break down this thought of I can't do it to changing the narrative into how can I do it? I love that elevator pitch. Super motivating, super <laughs> motivational. So tell us more in terms of the mental health aspect that has to, that comes into play with body movement. Like I said before, so many of us have sort of these sort of perspectives and stigmas surrounding our body that make it really hard to connect. Did you have that? experience as well before you started really getting into running? Oh, yeah. So I was never 
I wasn't inactive in my youth as a child. Um, I did a lot of different sports. I mean, I did softball. I did basketball. I competitive bowled for a oh, long nice. while. I love that. <laughs> it's kind of like my party amazing. trick that I, I pull out. <laughs> but I mean, I did a lot of different sports, but nothing ever stuck for that long except for bowling. And I was on the loving more type of body image. I definitely was never very, very thin or very athletically built as a kid, which society tells us is less than desirable, yeah. which is oh a bunch of bull anything. I'm not going to yes. curse. I'll keep it clean. But yes. <laughs> it's it's a lie. And I was plagued by a lot of the societal pressures, societal expectations of what I should look like to be healthy or be a runner or be even somebody who enjoyed doing sports recreationally. And I was in a very stressful career uh, in my early 20s. And I Mm -hmm. stayed in that career for almost a decade. And it wreaked Mm. havoc on my mental health, my physical health. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was really good at it. Not sounding full of myself. I was really good at it. but Oh, um, always give yourself your dues. No, not full of yourself at all. But I, it was very stressful and like I would come home and I would just sit on the couch drained because I had used up all of my mental capacity and I was unhealthy. There's, there's, I mean, medically I was unhealthy. I needed to make some changes. It was at a time in my life to where I was looking at having kids and knowing that I needed to get myself on a better trajectory than I already was. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this story a lot, but I saw runners and I'm like, man, they have their lives all figured out. They're so <laughs> healthy. They're so athletic. Isn't that what I, we all I should think? do that. Especially yeah, in and the again, morning. It's bull. <laughs> yeah, it's bull. Like we still don't have our lives figured out mm-hmm. all the way. But I did it for weight loss. That was my main driver. And if you had asked me then if I would still be talking about it 10 years later, I would say no. But it has become an integral part of my, my maintenance, my, my what makes me me and what keeps me kind of at that baseline, if you will. Mm-hmm. Wow. So running, you've really, you started off literally not running at all to the degree of, I mean, not even competitively running, because, you know, a lot of people make that transition from like running track in high school and it's sort of an easier transition to keep it up. So that's even more impactful that you were able to sort of pick this up on your own and keep going. When you first started, and I'm sure that was a very, any transition period when you're starting a new habit, what sort of tools did you use to keep, to stay motivated? And did you ever have days where... (laughs) Like, uh, just to speak personally on my experience, like perfect month of December, was super pumped, ran every morning, w- loved it, got, had, was like sick for like three days at the end of December, then just feeling like I was never really like in running form, I guess, if that's the way to say it. I still have so, those days. Yeah. How do you work <laughs> through that? Yeah. I would love to know what you did to sort of coach yourself in the beginning to even work through those like familiar thought cycles and patterns and things. So when I started running, I had no one in my day-to-day life that ran. My my family didn't run. I didn't have friends that ran. It oh, legitimately wow. 
me in a pair of shoes. I was just like, this seems like the way to go. Mm-hmm. And even something I tell my athletes now, just pick a mailbox, run to a mailbox and then walk. And it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of soreness, a lot of Googling, mm-hmm. which is always my favorite thing to do that I should not do. <laughs> but um, but seriously, it was, I just picked those little itty bitty milestones. And I remember I signed up for a 5K, a color run. Oh my God. And they literally like pelt, paint chalk stuff at you. And I remember thinking that this was the craziest thing I had done. (laughs) And I just wanted to run the whole thing. That was my only goal. I made my husband run it with me and one of our friends ran it. Yes. And I'm like, just don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Like I am hyper-focused. This is going to be my my end-all be-all. And it hurt so bad because at that point I had no idea what I was doing. I was just running. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the science behind it. I didn't know anything behind it. I was just lacing up and going. I did run the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm Yay. never doing this again. <laughs> and of course, obviously, fast forward, that was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but I realized how good oh. running made me feel. And I think because I was in a place, especially at that point, that I was so mentally drained. Yes. There yeah. was something very cathartic about physically like taking my energy and pushing that out. And it almost it almost felt like a clean slate. Like I'm mentally exhausted, I'm physically exhausted. I would go to bed and wake up and do it the next day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of like taking that mental exhaustion and separating it from my physical exhaustion. It, oh. it opened up a lot of doors in the fact that I realized how bad at that point my mental health was too and how I needed something to to kind of keep me going. Wow. So that's incredible. So you're saying the physical exhaustion, the physical sensations, you know, in your body after you're running helped you identify sort of, were you at the, at the beginning, were you sort of thinking your mental exhaustion and physical exhaustion were intertwined as opposed to when you actually started exhausting your body and realizing, okay, no, this is a completely separate thing. Yeah. At that point, it, it felt like one. It didn't, Mm. there was no physical or mental exhaustion. It was just exhaustion. Yeah. Now, years later, having been out of that career and obviously growing and learning both as a person, a runner, and as a coach, Mm -hmm. I've gotten better at identifying when I am mentally exhausted Mm -hmm. and physically exhausted and when when to push. Because sometimes when you're mentally exhausted, you could be fine physically, but it's just so heavy that you have to take that rest day. You have to just be like, no, I'm not going to push to that degree, but I'll go for a walk and that'll be enough. Oh, I like that. So is that a good strategy for like the days where you are not mentally there kind of saying, okay, I don't feel like doing a run, but I can go for a walk. What are the benefits, I guess, of physical movement? What are sort of the the benefits of physical movement for that somebody with the mental health benefits that somebody can sort of see after they start starting a regular regimen of being, of moving? Well, I mean, it, it goes back to the famous Elle Woods quote, exercise gives you endorphins, endorphins makes you happy. And while it's not, it's not exactly that simple. Oh At its God. core, if we try not to look too deep, it is. Mm-hmm. And moving your body, a lot of times if you can get outside, that fresh air, it just 
not only does it physically remove you from maybe a stressful situation, Mm -hmm. but there is a mind-body connection of walking and being able to problem solve. And I use my running to kind of work through things Mm -hmm. because I'm focusing on my running, yes, and sometimes I can zone out my internal monologue, Mm -hmm. but other times I do my best thinking while I'm running because I'm thinking through the problem, I'm working the problem, or I'm working through my anxiety mm-hmm. versus sitting in it. And there is something, it's like why a lot of people have like fidget spinners or mm-hmm. those popping things because it helps them focus their mind because they're physically doing something else. And it's the same type of principle. <sighs> mm-hmm. So kind of like occupying the the body to focus in on the mind, essentially, or whatever your mind is is thinking of. Wow. So I can definitely speak to the sort of therapeutic, cathartic aspects of running. You know, some people call it going into the zone, but I can definitely say for somebody who was very disconnected from my body, like I experienced childhood trauma and which morphed into sort of CPTSD and body dysmorphia. So these things made it very difficult for me to pick up any sort of thing, which I'm sure many women can relate to because you just consider it hopeless. So the connecting to your body and, and also when you do it and seeing like, wow, I can think now. I can really deep dive into these this subject matter that I've always wanted to, but I've never really had the mental capacity or bandwidth to do. But when you run, it's kind of like, okay, I... I'm focusing a lot on keeping my bodily, you know, movements going, but also it's it's freeing up space, which seems counterintuitive, you would think, but it, it's not. So I'm curious what for people who are interested in running, who want to get started and who have no idea how. I know we talked about walking and, you know, setting little mi- milestones. What other sort of tips and tricks would you say to sort of trick your mind? Because I feel like the body can exactly what you're saying, but the mind is convincing and the mind is telling you things like, why would you run? Everybody's going to make fun of you being like a, a chubby girl running. Why would you run? You're, you're just going all over the place. You clearly don't know what you're doing. You're going to, you know, all of that. How do you work through that as somebody who's never sort of approached physical activity or anything? So I'll be honest. I had so many of those thoughts when I started running. And it's something that, quite frankly, I don't think ever goes away, Mm. but it does help to start silence as you go forward. And if you want to start running, I always recommend, like, if you're going from no running to Mm -hmm. running, start with walks. Take walks 20, 30 minutes, even if you can only muster up 10 minutes, five minutes. I don't care. Go out. Get five minutes, jump on the treadmill, whatever feels good, and walk for a little bit. Do that for, let's say, a week. And then maybe set a 10-minute or 10-second timer and try jogging and running. And don't go all out. Like, just get into that quote-unquote jogging-esque mindset. Go for 10 Mm -hmm. seconds. See how it feels. Feels good? All right, try doing that again. And... Going for time versus distance, because I feel like that's the biggest hurdle that people go for is they try like, I'm going to go run a mile. And it's like, no, don't. Like, 
if you're outside, pick a mailbox. Like mailboxes, unless you live in a, a no man's land. Mm-hmm. Mailboxes are a dime a dozen. They're usually every... I'm really bad at distance, which is kind of ironic, but maybe they're every <laughs> 20 feet. Okay, jog for that 20 feet and then walk three mailbox links and then jog that 20 feet again. And mm-hmm. using those little physical barriers to keep hitting, eventually you're going to be like, you know what? I kind of feel good. Let me go two mailboxes. Let me go three mailboxes. And there's a lot of different ways to run, which is something I do want to stress. Mm-hmm. Running does not mean a five-minute mile. Running does not mean running the entire time you are out there. If you run, you walk, you whatever, if there's any type of running inserted in your movement, mm-hmm. congratulations, you're a runner. And embrace that earlier versus later. And if anybody... You can tell them to come come DM me. If anybody has a yeah. problem with it, I'll uh, I'll set them right. I love that. Yes, fight in their corner. That is amazing. That is so awesome. So I, I like. So I wanted to go back to what you said about distance versus time because I feel like that is where so many exactly right. I so many of us are like, I'll do two miles today, and then we sort of falls short and that puts us in the see I knew I couldn't do this so I'm thinking about the science too I'm like does the endorphins like what sort of gives you that positive feedback for you to keep going so I take a little bit of a holistic approach to it so it's like yes the endorphins I mean mm-hmm. we don't need to get into the science of endorphins like it's it's pretty simple but yeah I think setting your realistic standards, that's what's going to give you that confirmation that you're doing well. If you go in with the mindset that I only can count this if I go a mile, right? you're you're already setting yourself up to be disappointed because like when I first started, I could not run a mile. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how long it took me to run a mile. And it's one of those to where you just start adding like, be happy with the mailbox. Be happy with being able to run down one length of the street. And setting those tangible goals that you really do believe are within reach versus Mm -hmm. being like, okay, I'm going to sign up for a 5K. Like there's very popular apps that take you from sedentary to a 5K. And while they work for some people and that's great, I think that's why a lot of people stop before they even start because they get so focused on what they should do versus they can do. Mm -hmm. And I would rather see somebody walk for 20 minutes, jog and run for 10 seconds and call it a day and end feeling good. Mm -hmm. So they go out tomorrow or the next day and do it versus feeling so incredibly tired and sore and achy and upset with themselves that they stop because that's not that's not what's going to get you to be a runner to get the benefits and everything it's just adding to our already probably long laundry list of what we're beating ourselves up for oh my gosh definitely got chills at that that last sentence beating yourself up for because that's what it it becomes when when you're right, when you're trying to sort of meet this it, 
I, I, unrealistic expectations for yourself and for your body and for the way that you're able to sort of meet these, again, unrealistic standards that you've set for yourself. Wow. And I, I mean, like, I still am. have days that I don't love my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely still days where I look at myself, but running's given me the ability to appreciate what my body can do versus how it looks and what an arbitrary number is telling me my self-worth is. Yes. And it's like if I had to choose between an arbitrary number or feeling good after I run, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose feeling good because at the end of the day, that means more to me. The feeling good, the creating that cycle, moving into that that as a habit, wanting to feel good like that, like wanting exactly. to feel like that on a daily basis. That. Yeah, that's a huge jump. And I really like how you're framing it in a way of being happy with yourself, being happy with what your body can do, as opposed to beating yourself up for not, for feeling like, oh, I didn't do my two miles today. I'm, I'm, I'm a slob. I'm trash. Like I'm so lazy. Instead of being like, well, you know what? I can't do the two miles. Well, let me just like go for a quick run, walk around the neighborhood, take the dog out, you know, just get some sun. And then feel good about moving my body. I, the beating yourself up is how I used to view working out 100%. I know a lot of women who do the same so thing. Many. And men, I'm across the board. Everybody, we are in such a you know, physical society that it's like, you know, you put so much self-worth into your looks that you do use working out and exercise as sort of like a punishment. Like I have to. Well, I mean, look, running in school, you were like, you mispracticed. Yes. You had to run laps exactly. or that stupid mile test in school, oh my which God. I did not run, by the way. I walked that thing and I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying in the Florida heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, we've been taught that working out is not good enough for the physical or mental benefit. It's to fit ourselves in this, again, arbitrary mold. Yes. Or making ourselves look good for somebody else or something else. So it ties our self-worth versus I'm happy with the fact that my body's carried me through many races. Mm -hmm. My body's given birth to a child. Mm -hmm. My body allows me to move. Mm -hmm. And just being grateful because, again, we're not promised anything. We're not promised that I'll always be able to run. But for right now, I'm thankful that I can. And if, unfortunately, there's ever a time where I can't run, you better believe I'm going to go find some other movement that makes me feel good. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it because I know know what my life looks like without the movement. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to go back there. You're like, no, "No, we've moved moved past that. Yeah, that's old Shelby. Yeah. Oh, well... All versions of Shelby, I love. She's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, the, this is such an excellent conversation surrounding movement and body and understanding the differences between exercise and beating yourself up and just reframing the reasons why you want to move your body. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to share or leave with the audience? I would love just to take a moment and for anybody who is trying to figure out if they want to run, if they want to walk, or if they're just saying, I need to get out there and move in some way, shape, or form. Don't be afraid to do it. Because like you said, I think the biggest thing that holds people back is what other people think. And if there's one thing I've learned within the running community especially, 
and I'm actually wearing a shirt that says every runner belongs, is there is room for you. I don't care what you look like, what ethnicity you are, what religion you are. I don't care. I'm going to be cheering you just as loud because you're out there doing it. And that's what we try to do on our podcast is just remind everybody that you are worthy of the movement, even though we, yes, we love running. If you are like, hey, I don't like running, but I love me some walking, cool. Come join. We are not going to look at you any differently. We just want to encourage people to get up and move for themselves. Yes. You heard it here first, you guys. I'm motivated to run out the room right now. I'm ready to (laughs) run around the block. Like, for real. (laughs) This is crazy. This, Shelby, I... I love that. Oh, first of all, say the name of your podcast. What's the name of your oh. podcast so people can know? It's Time for Brunch. Um, I do it with my my co-host, my co-founder, Coach Christine. And we talk about running. We talk about life. We talk about brunch, obviously, because, I mean, so why important. not coffee? So important. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fun time all the way around. Awesome. Well, you guys... Please, if you're interested in running, if you're interested in movement, if you're interested in just having a place where you can digest your thoughts, which is in sort of active movement, please connect with Shelby. She um, obviously is down to earth. She has she can understand the unique challenges that you are facing entering into a running or movement space. Look her up, connect with her. Shelby. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. It's so helpful, so impactful, and just and incredibly inspiring to hear somebody who has been running for 10 years. You look amazing. You have such a great personality and such a great vibe and energy. And to see all the benefits that running and has brought into your life, so thankful. We, I truly appreciate you coming on. Thank you. It was so much fun. And just have a great day, everybody. Yes. Have a great day. Maybe get out, get some, get a few walks in, uh, you know, walk up to that next mailbox, just like Shelby said. So um, (laughs) with that, you guys, I absolutely love this conversation. Like I said, running is something that also when I actually am able to get past myself and actually get out there, I love it. I think it's so just any sort of movement is just so helpful in working through a lot of the blocks and sort of the ways that we box ourselves in. You know, when you do it, those boundaries, those ideas of who you thought you were are absolutely shattered. And that just starts a whole avalanche of understanding who you really are. So I 100% will always recommend get you get out there, get moving, get some sun. Sun is so necessary. Sun is so necessary. So with that, you guys, no matter if you move or you do not, know that I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget to bloom where you are planted. <laughs> <laughs>